Hi, I'm Anna Hindman. I play Grace Baker in American Siege, and I'm sitting here with Elias for the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ain't you? A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Anna, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, I mean, the, let's jump right into it. The listeners, the viewers, you know, they're going to see you as Grace Baker on American Siege, uh, which got released a few days ago. Uh, but before we uh, jump, before we talk about the movie and your project, uh, one of the first things I like to start off with is uh, how did you get into the acting world? What made you get into it? Because you're doing a few things. You're not just acting, you're singing, you're teaching. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else I left out? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Um, well, I'm also, I am writing a script called Daughter as well. Um, but I got started in acting pretty young. I was really fortunate to have artistic parents who are just really into the arts. My dad's a painter, a musician, and my mom just loved doing arts and crafts and things like that. So I kind of was surrounded by it from the beginning. And when I was six, I did my first professional commercial and it was just for like a local power company, but I loved every minute of it. And I just, from then on, I I just loved it. And my parents have always been so, so supportive throughout it. Now was the goal always like film or did it matter? Like theater or TV didn't, you weren't picky. It didn't matter when I first started out, mostly because, so I did some like TV film acting classes when I was younger, but the most uh, opportunities in where I was was theater. So we had like community theater. There was a great high school program. I went to college for musical theater. So it I, any kind of performing at all, I was just, I was there for it. But when I graduated, uh, college, I knew that I wanted to make the transition to TV and film and go to Los Angeles. Oh, that's great. So like when you decided that was going to be the path and you like you jumped right into it, you said your parents were supported and everything, but like what was the reaction when you first told them, okay, this is the dream. This is what I'm going to go do. Uh, that's a great question. I don't even, I don't even remember just a reaction because it genuinely has always been my goal and so every time I would bring it up to them they would just be like yep go for it you got this and my mom would volunteer for all the community theater projects like she was always doing costumes and signing up for all the parent things and uh it just it was never a question really like once I started going for it my parents were just all in (laughs) When you said you went to LA, like how long did you stay there before you decided to start moving around and still trying to go after this dream? I stayed in Los Angeles for three years. I went there right after college and yes, I decided to move from Los Angeles to Nashville. Once Los Angeles just got a little much for me, it's (laughs) a fantastic place, but it's very expensive. Um, It's definitely a hard place to make connections in a way like it's a hard place to just dive right in head first without knowing people beforehand so I once I had felt like I had 
made enough connections and, and met my friends and done my thing in Los Angeles, I was like, okay, I feel confident now that I could go back to Los Angeles if I have auditions or and I know my way around and I, I love the city, but I want to go somewhere that's still a city, still has a market for the industry, but is a little closer to home, which is Connecticut. And is a little less expensive. So I went to Nashville and I could not have been more like, I don't even know. It was just so shocking to see the collaborative nature of Nashville and just how welcoming and open everybody is. And so that was a huge, huge thing for me to be like, wow, great. There's other places, other markets, other artists and collaborations out there. That's awesome. So yeah, let's jump right into your recent film, American Siege. Like, how exciting was this project for you? And uh, how did you get involved with it? The excitement level for this project was like immeasurable. I First, I didn't know that this was a Bruce Willis movie when I was first auditioning. So I set in a self-tape for this, was definitely an underdog. I don't have any like big credits under my belt. And so I set in a self-tape they, the producers passed on me. And then I got a call a few days later from the director, Edward Drake. And he was like, how fast can you be in Georgia? And he really fought for me to play this role and, and be Grace Baker. And so I am, I'm so grateful for him and for the opportunity to have done this. And so that was when I found out it was a Bruce Willis movie, which was even crazier. And I, I got on set the next day. I was on set with Bruce Willis and everybody at like 6 a.m. the next day and just in total denial. It was it was absolutely incredible. Now, did you feel more nervous when you found out Bruce Willis was part of this film? Absolutely. I I. I was like, okay, this is like big leagues now. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect when I was just auditioning for it. And so, yeah, knowing that I was going to be with the big players out there was nerve wracking. How long did you think you spent doing the self tape for this? Cause they probably don't even give you that much of a, like a detail, like uh, about the character either. Yeah, exactly. I had maybe three or four pages of script and you know, it's, it's not, not very much like different, different scenes Mm. that they give you. And yeah, I remember I was sitting in the kitchen. I didn't have someone to read with me. So usually when you do self tapes, you have someone else reading the other lines for you. Mm. So I recorded the other lines. It was me saying the other lines on my iPhone. I did it like a voice (laughs) recorder and then I emailed it to myself and I would like press play. So I was basically just like talking back and forth with my voice recording. And so that took a little while to coordinate that. And yeah, I'm definitely hard on myself. So self tapes can be a lot for me because I'm, I'm constantly going back and forth like, oh, I did better in this. And so it, it took me a few hours to get it all ready. <laughs> so after you after you booked the role uh, and you say you only had like a few days before you were on set, like how did you prepare to play this character after you knew you had it? Yeah, I, so I had less than 12 hours notice to be on set. And so I got the script, I think as I was like driving and I was like, okay, obviously I can't read it now. But so I like started to read it as soon as I got in my hotel room and I, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it. 
every day. Like it was just kind of get on set, read through your lines, you know, try to do as much backstory in my head, try and figure out the intentions of this scene. Um, try to learn your lines. I was yeah. going over my lines with my castmates. Uh, anytime we had a free second, I made a, a playlist to like listen to as I was going into set each morning. So I would like blast that in my car as I'm like driving down the road, like trying to be a <laughs> badass <laughs> and uh, made like a mood board and, and stuff and just tried to really get a feel for this character and, and just really throw myself into it. Now, uh, after, um, how would you describe this character now? Yeah, Grace Baker, I would say, is very strong-willed, independent, doesn't take any bullshit from anybody. She, what drives her is her love of her sister. And so she's a very passionate person. She knows what she wants. She's going to do whatever it takes to get what she wants. And she's really unafraid and has this, like, inherent freedom in her character and in herself like she says what she wants she does what she wants and she doesn't care what the consequences are so just a very free character and I absolutely loved that about playing Grace what do you think was your favorite part about her I would honestly it's just that that like I don't care attitude like I like throw throw consequences to the wind because that is not really who I am (laughs) I you know I'm a, a teacher and I have to really kind of you know, make sure that I'm presenting myself as like a good role model for youth. (laughs) And so I definitely don't go around like screaming at people or just, you know, saying whatever I want. And I love that about Grace. Like she just did whatever she wanted. And I I wish I could do that. So it was so (laughs) fun to do that every day on set for eight days. Uh, Also, you filmed the whole movie in eight days. Wow. That's what that's good I mean that's great it was wild it was definitely wild thank goodness for Ed Drake our director because he had a vision he kept us moving forward and made made that possible now how was it working with the cast the cast was incredible uh Rob and Johan who and Colin who I worked with the most because we're we have most of our scenes together just they became like a little family. Johan plays my big brother and he, he felt like my big brother at the end of it. Uh, Rob, he plays Bridget's ex-boyfriend and he was the first person that I struck up a conversation with on set. He's incredible. Uh, Colin was just great. Timothy V. Murphy is a powerhouse. He's incredible. Just walks in front of the camera and turns it on, but then he's the nicest guy (laughs) in person. And of course, Bruce Willis was super down to earth, just like chatting and joking around with everybody. And we had a few conversations. He was just a really, just a really nice guy all around. How would you like describe like even like the, a normal day on set with like all the like COVID protocols? Cause I assume this was filmed during all this. I'm so sorry for my light. Yes, the COVID protocols were a little, I was a little nervous just because of everything. Like it was November, 2020, but they did a fantastic job keeping us safe and keeping the casting crew uh, informed. And so we would have COVID tests every day. And 
I was just, I was nervous that something's going to happen and some, like someone was going to get it and we wouldn't be able to continue, but we all stayed super safe. We had masks on, we social distanced. We, uh, even for like catering food, we would have our own, uh, packaged meals instead of like grabbing things and whatnot. And so every, everything was really handled. Well, we had tons of different protocol in place to keep it, keep it safe. So after your, what was your reaction after like your family and friends watched the film and like, and what do you want for like the listeners, the viewers that are tuning in that when they go and see this movie, what, what do you want them to get out of this movie? That's a great question. So my, my reaction after like my friends and family had seen it, I, so I've been telling them about this project for the past like year and a half. And basically I'm just like, yeah, I worked on this like really cool movie, American Siege, like Bruce Willis was in it and nobody really knew the extent of my character. So having my friends and family see this and they're like, oh wow, like your character is really cool and, and this and that, that was that was so surreal. And a lot of the feedback that I got was just that people could relate to the passion that drove Grace uh, to figure out these answers. And I think that's what I want people to take away from American Siege is that it's a movie pushed by that love for family and that that's really what Rob or Roy, Grace and Toby are looking for is they're looking for answers about their sister and their ex. And so just that love of family can really push people forward. And that's what matters at the end of the day. And so that's definitely what I want people to get from American Siege. Awesome. So before we went on the air, I mentioned like, you know, like, or even in the beginning of the interview, when I mentioned like, you're also a teacher also seventh grade teacher, like, how do you do how did how did you juggle all this? It's a lot. Um, I, I feel like that an object in motion stays in motion. I feel like yeah. that's very much my motto because I just keep going. And I love teaching seventh grade science is a lot of fun. It's very discovery based. So it's fun to do like labs with kids and different um, online activities. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I juggle it all. Honestly, there's a lot of balance um, and I'm pretty much just always going, but yeah, I, I love teaching and I love working with kids. It's definitely a different, (laughs) different experience than working on film. And also the music, you just released a single recently also. Like, again, how do you do all this? <laughs> do you yes. sleep at all? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do sleep. Yes. I, I don't know. I think, I think when you, when you have like a passion for something that for me, it really just drives me to seek out the opportunities to be able to do these things. Like yeah. I really enjoy collaborating, collaborating with people on music. So just making the time to go and do those co-writes and, you know, fostering those connections with people, because that's how my single came about. Dislove was that me and Kit Nolan, he co-wrote it with me. He ended up producing it as well. And so we, you know, had one session on this, but then we became friends and, you know, worked together more. And then we were like, oh, let's record Dislove. So it's kind of, you know, just pushing forward and organic like connections. And so it doesn't really feel like work and it doesn't feel like it's taking up time at all. Uh, it's just kind of living your life and, right. and moving towards your goals. That's awesome. So now like what's next for you now, any other projects that are coming up that you, you could tell us about or. 
Yeah, so I have a script that I'm developing called Daughter, uh, where the main character, she finds out a secret about her late father, and it kind of just throws her for a, a twist in her life. And it's kind of like an action thriller, maybe not so much action, but action, but like a thriller mystery movie. And I'm really excited about that. So I'm hoping to bring that to life in the next year or so. That's awesome. How can listeners and viewers uh, find you on social media, Anna? Yes, I am on Instagram at it's Anna Hindman. I'm on TikTok as well at dot Hindman. And I have a Twitter, but don't really use that. It's Anna Hindman. Anna, this was great. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC podcast and our website, the MCC podcast.com. Until next time.